Hey everyone, Saul Marquez here. Have you launched your podcast already and discovered what a pain it could be to keep up with editing, production, show notes, transcripts, and operations? What if you could turn over the keys to your podcast busy work while you do the fun stuff like expanding your network and taking the industry stage? Let us edit your first episode for free so you can experience the freedom. Visit smoothpodcasting.com to learn more. That's smoothpodcasting.com to learn more. Welcome back to the Outcomes Rocket. Saul Marquez is here. And today I have the privilege of hosting the outstanding Jonathan Hensley. He is the CEO of Emerge Interactive, a digital product agency where he works with clients to transform businesses, strategies, user needs, and new technologies into valuable products and services. He's an accomplished writer and speaker. Jonathan has lectured on topics such as the connected consumer's impact on business, creating value through data-driven experiences, and user-centric approaches to innovation. In 2012, he was recognized in the Portland Business Journal's 40 Under 40 as one of Portland's emerging, emerging professional and community leaders. Under Jonathan's stewardship, Emerge Interactive has committed to a simple philosophy. The relationship between Emerge and its clients should exist to create real and lasting value, to change the conversation, to move people to action, to inspire and motivate a team to focus on what matters. And we wanted to get Jonathan on the podcast today to talk to us a little bit about what they're thinking about digital as we look to transform the way that we touch our communities, our patients, our customers through digital transformation. It's such a great time to have Jonathan join us. So Jonathan, just want to say big thanks to you for, for making the time to be with us today. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Saul. Absolutely. So before we dive into what you're up to within healthcare, uh, you know, and, and the work that you're, you're conducting there and thinking about, what is it that, that inspires your work in digital overall? Well, I think what really inspires me about digital is how technology is fundamentally changing the way that we live our lives day to day and the way that we work. I had the opportunity to grow up in Silicon Valley. And so I was surrounded by incredible people uh, constantly innovating and looking at how technology could permeate the way that we you know, live and think about our, our daily lives and our activities and how we connect as people. And then seeing look at how it scaled out in, in really the foothold it has taken in businesses and innovation and driving our economy and our conversations has just continued to inspire me. And so over the last 22 years, it's been the same motivation that's really driven me uh, and keeps me excited uh, with this constant pace of change of how technology can continue to bring this value to people. Yeah, and it's uh, it's amazing, right? I mean, what we could do with whether it be a campaign to to drive behavior or just, you know, how people access certain things, technology can really help. And, and we've faced a lot of challenges through the COVID pandemic and, you know, healthcare has really been more open than ever for this type of change and this type of digital transformation. Why don't you talk to us a little bit about Emerge and, and what exactly you guys are doing to help those of us in, in healthcare? Yeah. So one of the big areas of focus for Emerge is healthcare over the last 15 years. And we have really been working with organizations to not just embrace digital as a marketing tool or embrace it into how they can improve patient experience or support caregivers or support the relationship between you know, patients and, and payers, but really to 
come in and how do we look at technology through the lens of empathy? How do we drive innovation that can have sustainable long-term impact? And so a lot of our work is helping our clients, wherever they sit in the healthcare spectrum, to look at that empathy layer and to really focus on digital as a product. A lot of times, digital becomes this disposable thing or it becomes a tool. And it is an essential tool, but it needs to be managed as a product to drive continuous innovation and serve the providers and the patients that are out there. And so I'll, I'll give a really quick example. You know, today's website yeah. for any hospital or, or care provider is essentially your front door. And COVID just amplified that. It said, oh, okay, well, with uh, social distancing and being more aware, we need our websites to do a better job. And I would argue that most websites are dramatically underperforming because they're being managed as websites uh, that are more of information resources than they are as critical products. Meaning, how do I help somebody in an emergency navigate the services we can provide when they're in a state of distress versus being overwhelmed by how much information is being presented? Or how do I help somebody or a family member find a physician with a network, knowing they're available, understanding their expertise, and what does that look like to provide end-to-end care? And that becomes very, very complex, as we all know, when we start going from you know, general practice into specialists and moving through the healthcare system. It's nowhere near a linear system. And that's how a lot of uh, patient experiences and systems have been designed with this kind of linear, simple model. That's just not the way it actually works. And so by coming in and changing that perspective, you can unlock incredible innovation opportunities and ways to engage patients, as well as incredible efficiencies for uh, these healthcare providers that would automatically provide more resources to provide better patient outcomes and also to support um, the uh, success of those organizations and the health of their employees and the financial needs that they need to continue to serve and support their community. Yeah, Jonathan, that's a, that's a really neat insight, right? When you think about a website as merely just a, a place to get information versus a product where you could deliver a value to a customer, a patient, it really does change the way that you look at it and and your expectation of what that asset is to do. 100%. I mean, when we look at a product, we look at what's the value exchange? What Mm -hmm. am I, you know, going to get from this product if I'm willing to pay for it or engage with it in order to, that might be a launching um, platform into something else. And you see this with a lot of challenges that both patients and, and providers are talking about all the time, the fragmentation of all these systems having to fill out paperwork multiple times. And then you see these, you know, um, urgent care clinics popping up all over the country who are trying to simplify that process, who are trying to innovate and trying to unify those pieces to, so they can drive better outcomes, so they can make, you know, healthcare services more accessible to the communities that they serve. And so we've only begun to scratch the surface of what we can be doing and especially where technology would allow us to go if we can make those, that transformation within our organizations and then re-engage patients with that sense of empathy. I mean, I think that one person I, I really admire is Adrian Boise. She's the chief experience officer at the Cleveland Clinic, and she does a great TED Talk actually about that empathy is not a soft skill. It's one of the essential hard skills in healthcare and how it has been proven to drive better patient outcomes. And so 
when we take a product approach, empathy is at the heart of great product design. And so when you think about applying that to a website, what are we really doing? We're trying to engage people in such an effective manner that our website itself can help support that part of the customer patient journey so that they are going to have a better experience and a better outcome. Mm-hmm. And that that's so key, uh, especially in the time of COVID. And as we look going forward with the changes that we will have as you know, mandated by the situation in healthcare indefinitely. Jonathan, what, what are some other examples, right? The website is a great one because we obviously all have one and, or, you know, all of us in business. So what else can we be looking at that maybe we're not looking at as a product? Well, I think that the thing that maybe isn't always seen as a product, but I think that everybody can really relate to is, you know, the, you know, the app that you have on your smartphone. Right. Mm-hmm. Whether you're on an Apple or Android, you know, being able to schedule an appointment from your phone and then seeing which, you know, is your doctor available, being able to look at your medical records or test results, being able to communicate securely with a, with a provider. Those are products. Those every, you know, and being able to unify that is, is in itself a product. You know, from a med device perspective, you know, a lot of the added value and the accessibility of those products or the ability to have information between a patient go back to a provider is built into the productization through mobile. And Mm -hmm. I think that is absolutely essential because, you know, everybody's got one uh, for the most part. So how do we look at that? The other key thing that that does is it allows us to democratize care in such a way where if we're not able to care or use those uh, tools for ourselves, uh, then we have a ways to invite family members and or other caregivers who are supporting our loved ones into those applications, into those products, and extend the value of that product while still producing better outcomes for, for our loved ones and, and patients. So I think that's another really important one that we see, and it, it touches in many, many different facets. Um, so I, I think one really easy example, you know, there, there's the med device example, there's mm-hmm. you know, the utility examples of accessing your medical records. There's also simple things that you see, I think, really innovative and thoughtful uh, organizations doing. Um, for example, we worked at the uh, Children's Hospital that, you know, wanted to realize that they have uh, missed appointments cost the hospital a tremendous amount of money. But they realized if they really focused on that empathy layer, like I was talking about, that they could really, through mobile, create a better patient experience. And so what we looked at as an example is it's, it's a big commitment if you're a parent to take off work uh, or and if you have multiple children, maybe schedule daycare, uh, and that's a cost. Then take your child who's sick, which is you know a stressful situation both for the parent and for the child. Maybe it's a scary thing to go to the hospital for your child. So it's a difficult process to get them in the car and make that journey there. And a lot of hospitals, especially children's hospitals, have valet services. And almost and no patients know that. Hmm. And so being able to have your phone and say, as you pull up, say, valet is available. Uh, just pull up front. We'll take care of you with a really empathetic message. Well, what have we done there? We've proven to the, to the parent that we care, that we have, have a service to make their life easier in already a stressful situation. For the hospital, we're reducing maybe 15 to 20 minutes that was lost in being in having to find a parking spot that maybe was the wrong parking complex across on, on, on campus. And now they've got to bring their child across campus to get to the right appointment. 
So not only can we notify them about the valet service to support that and reduce that time cost, but we can also drive that empathy. And then we can use that technology to navigate them to their appointment to say, hey, your appointment is you know, in 30 minutes. If you need, here are your facilities. Here's the paperwork that's left. Here are these other touch points, depending on you know, the status of your, your technology that's supporting your hospital, what you can do. Mm-hmm. And I think that lens of looking at that way is, is really powerful for organizations. I agree. Oh. I totally agree, Jonathan. And, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, you mentioned the valet and there's countless examples of, of untapped resources, you know, that are not being served in the right way. And I guess to, to use your vernacular that are not being productized, you know, and, and so very, very fascinating thought process there. You were about to say something else. So I'll, I'll let you continue your thought. There. Oh, I, I was just going to say, I think that one other thing that is really powerful as you know, we think about this process is many, many times what we find where we need to start is just mapping the patient experience. Just what does that journey look like before a visit, during a visit, and after a visit? Right, because it's 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 again. I said it's not linear, and a lot of times they're mapped as very linear processes. But if we understand the cycle they go through, Hmm. you know what happens if you know a child's sick and then needs continuous care. Right now you're in a loop of care and going through the system, and maybe multiple, uh, you know, provider even um, from your pediatrician to maybe a specialist to getting test tested for you know different uh, reasons. So I think that one amazing thing that you can see whether, and it can dramatically impact and improve the performance of a website or your productized mobile experience or many internal tools that are supporting uh, the patient experience and, and supporting providers is really mapping things out. How does this really look and work? Um, many times organizational design over the last 70 years has kind of told us to silo, focus, and break it into really small chunks. But we still need that big map. And that's really essential to understanding how all the things interconnect and unlocking the innovation and the opportunities that are in healthcare today. Yeah, well said. Well said, Jonathan. And and uh, you certainly have me thinking about, you know, the business and and how we could take this fresh approach and 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 redo how we onboard people and and uh, introduce products to people. And so uh, thank you for that. And I'm sure you, you've inspired our audience to think differently as well. As you've embarked on different projects with different clients or even your own business, what would you say is one of the biggest setbacks you've had? And, and what did you learn from that? I think one of the biggest setbacks, um, and this has been a hard learned lesson, is the absolute necessity. If you're going to embrace any kind of change like this, the importance of alignment. And what I mean by that is a lot of times, you know, if you just look at the statistics, about 84% globally, digital transformation and initiatives fail or underperform. And we spent years at Emerge looking at why, why that was. We talked to industry-leading experts from every industry to really understand why that happens. And it came down to this issue of there was a lack of alignment. And that is such an easy thing to happen within healthcare when you look at the sheer complexity and scale of providing care. So the important... What does that exactly mean, Jonathan, like lack of alignment? So when we talk about alignment, we're talking about there's, there's four critical parts of alignment in an organization to drive change. 
The first is individual alignment. Do the people on the team know how their work matters? What's the contribution that they're making based on their expertise and their skills? Mm-hmm. The second is team alignment. Does the team, are they aligned on the work that needs to be done, how they're going to do it, and the outcome that they need to achieve? And many times when we look at technology, there's an emphasis on deliverables. There's an emphasis on timeline, our budget. And all of those things are important, but none of them matter if you don't get to a a positive outcome. And so we see that organizations and teams are, are stuck focused on deliverables and delivery instead of really focusing on the outcomes. And they lose sight of that through the process. And so that is really holding them back. And then they've spent a lot of money and a lot of time and you know they've fallen into that trap of that 84%. The, the third level of alignment is organizational alignment, meaning is your product you know, or your idea, let's say your website is really, we'll go back to that one just as an example, sure. is it anchored to the purpose of the company or the organization? Right? If it's not anchored to your purpose and you do not have a clear strategy, it will never be as effective as you want it to be. You can't drive results. And so many, many times we'll come in and the very first thing we have to do is map what's currently happening so we can have a clear path to success going forward. But that's rarely where the conversation ever starts. So what happens is we come in and they say, we need to improve patient engagement, or we need to, you know, we want to engage more potential patients to come to, you know, our clinics and our hospitals. And it's like, well, great. How do we, you know, but why and how will we do that? Well, that's all has to be anchored to the, to the values and the purpose behind the organization, how they're going to support that community and what are the critical jobs that need to be done when they come to that website? Is it to find a physician? Is it to schedule an appointment? Can they provide those things? Is, are they overwhelmed with information? And so it really comes back to, you know, how do we, align all of these pieces from the beginning so we can make authentic and meaningful connections with the community and with our patients at every stage of care and delivery. And so that's what I mean when I talk about alignment. And Makes usually those things are are, are are fragmented. Yeah. And I and you know it definitely resonates, you know, this idea of anchoring your asset, whatever it might be, a a site, uh, an app, to your your overall mission, your purpose, the values of your company. And then I love the visual, Jonathan, of, of the map, right? Creating that map that shows exactly what this thing should be doing. What is the critical job? And when you put it like that, I can see how something like this so purposefully done could be that much more effective. It's really powerful. Um, Clay Christensen is the one that uh, coined the phrase job to be done. He was a professor at, and uh, consultant from Harvard University. And this just this idea, uh, let alone, right, of what's the job of a website? What's, what's the most important job for your website to do? And then are there other jobs the website also needs to do? Is, is a totally different lens uh, than saying we need to make sure that, you know, we have our name on the website and that, you know, every service area of, of our organization has their, their page. It, that becomes about them and not about the patient. When we focus on the job, then we, we reorient and we focus on the patient first. And that is always going to be to the benefit of the organization. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. So, so appreciate, I really appreciate the, the, the example and 
you walking us through those different different levels of alignment. What would you say you're most excited about today? I think that well, there's two things really that I'm extremely excited about. And the okay. first one is just personalization. I think mm-hmm. the technology has now come to a threshold where we can start introducing a huge level of personalization, which will increase the connection as a patient goes through the care, uh, getting care and will, you know, uh, the net effect will be improved outcomes. And so I think that's incredibly exciting. We can bring so much more through technology to the forefront for patients. And the other side of that is we ask so much of our nurses and our doctors. They are so busy in the administration that's supporting them and how technology, if we look at that, we can be supporting them as well through that innovation. And I think that 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 intersection is one of the most exciting things of what is now possible with technology being implemented in the right way. So that's really the thing I'm most excited about. The second part to that is it's not going to sound you know super interesting to some, but is data management. I think mm-hmm. we're going to go from collecting data the way that we have and start to actually leverage that data more effectively where it doesn't live in silos. And so being able to see what innovations will come out um, of the next five to 10 years because of uh, what people will start to unlock with data and other uh, technologies, I think is also going to be absolutely game-changing. And I'm really excited to see what comes from that. Yeah, definitely two very exciting things. And and keeping our eye on those things is, is critical. Uh, and if you're Wanting to get a fresh approach to the things that you're doing, certainly worth considering the work that Emerge does. You could find them at emergeinteractive.com where they, you know, check out their website. Is it is it passing the test that Jonathan is talking about? <laughs> is it doing the job? Um, <laughs> Jonathan, uh, this has been super interesting. Uh, you know, I've, I've enjoyed our, our discussion and I know the listeners are, are probably jotting down notes as I am. Talk to us a little bit about what you want us to walk away with here and the best place where the listeners could get in touch with you or your team if they want to engage. Yeah. So I would say, you know, for anybody listening, I really just want to impart the importance and the power of empathy and uh, taking a patient-centric approach to your to digital and looking at your digital as products versus just individual properties. That product approach can really be transformative. And so I'd really encourage everybody to think about that, especially with their website and their mobile applications that they're working on in any type of internal tools they're creating to support their their teams. So you can come to our website and on our website, emergeinteractive.com, there's an insight section and inside that is a ton of resources around patient experience. And one thing that we talked a lot about today was empathy mapping. And there's a great uh, how-to article called How to Use Empathy Mapping to Create Better Digital Products and Services. And it's something that you can do with your own teams or uh, with patients and partners in the community. And so I would encourage anybody to uh, go to the site and check those resources out. Yeah, folks, it's a really neat empathy mapping workshop guide. And we'll leave a we'll leave a link there for you. You could download it. It's a it's a cool exercise for you to take and take a look at the entire, you know, workflow for your product and, and how exactly you're connecting with your customer, with your patient their feelings. It's an empathy map. So a uh, great resource there. Really appreciate you sharing it with us. My pleasure. If they're interested in, in talking more about these things, you know, please come visit us at our website. 
We offer free consultations to anybody who wants to talk more about how they can, you know, reevaluate their website if they're frustrated with how the performance is going or looking to do something completely new. We love to talk about new ideas and how we might be able to support people. So please reach out to us and we can we can set up that time. And they would just go to emergeinteractive.com for that? Yep. You just come straight to our website at emergeinteractive.com. And there's a link at the top that says schedule a call. And uh, you can send us a note and we'll uh, get right back to you within 24 hours so we can uh, get something on the calendar. Love it. Well, there you have it, folks. A great opportunity to take advantage of uh, you know, some thought leaders in digital transformation. Is your site doing everything that it should be doing? Are your online digital assets doing everything they should be doing? If you answered yes, uh, you better think about that. <laughs> um, there's an opportunity to go bigger and better. And so want to thank Jonathan for what he's done today to, to open up our minds to, to more possibilities. And Jonathan, just want to give you a big thanks. Thank you so much for having me, Saul. I, um, the show is fantastic and uh, it's an honor to be on it. Hey, Outcomes Rocket listeners, no podcast, no problem. Launch a professional podcast you'll love in four weeks. Most people hire production companies to edit and distribute content that sounds bad and does nothing for their revenue or their network. But you could turn the key to a made-to-order podcast and skip all the pitfalls that make 90% of shows discontinue after five episodes. We've got the expertise, the elbow grease, and you're back on this one. Visit smoothpodcasting.com to learn more. That's smoothpodcasting.com to learn more.